listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. All right, let's just say it out loud. Market is getting demolished this week. It is another rough one. Uh, A hellacious run up on Wednesday, a hellacious run down on Thursday, and more and more, uh, it's looking like we're closing even lower here still on Friday when we're recording this. So uh, I think this is one of those times where we're going to have to just take our medicine because if the market is in full-blown panic, you and I both know that with, with our investments, we don't engage in panic, right? There's some price action going on where uh, tech stocks are being revalued, the things that are the large multiple, right? If you're investing in a business, you're paying for earnings. And you if you can't get an investment somewhere else, then you might be willing to pay more for those earnings that you're buying into. But if you can get, I don't know, a better yield on a treasury bond, maybe you're less likely to pay for those future earnings or you're not willing to pay as much, maybe better put, for those future earnings. That's what's going on here in a nutshell. And what's that? And that's being driven in part by what's going on with interest rates in the Federal Reserve. So that's where we're going to start today. We're going to talk about the Federal Reserve meeting uh, and kind of what went on with the Fed in a nutshell. And then we'll finish up a little bit with the jobs report that came this Friday on the 6th. So let's start back with the Fed. The Federal Reserve ended its two-day Federal Open Market Committee meeting on Wednesday, and the outcome was pretty well in line with market expectations. The committee raised short-term interest rates by 50 basis points, and for normal human beings, 50 basis points is a half of a percent. And they, quote, anticipate that ongoing increases in the target range will be appropriate. So the 50 basis point rate hike was the largest rate hike since May of 20, or sorry, May of 2000. So 22 years ago. Additionally, the committee announced that the balance sheet normalization would begin on June 1st with initial reinvestment caps at $47.5 billion for the next three months until fully reducing treasury and mortgage securities by $95 billion per month beginning in September. So all of that was expected. That was in line with what we thought was going to be going on at this meeting. Uh, And that's part of why we got the kind of bounce that we got uh, that same day. And so the Fed continues to believe the economy is enjoying strong momentum and is well positioned to handle the removal of this monetary accommodation that they've been engaged in for the last couple of years. And that, despite the overall dip in economic activity in the first quarter, they said that household, this is quote, household spending and business fixed investment remain strong. And then additionally, during the press conference, Powell reiterated the committee's belief that they can achieve some soft or soft-ish landing. I don't like when I land when a plane that I'm on lands soft-ish, but it's better than crash, I suppose. Um, and that there's a quote plausible path to avoiding recession. And you know they acknowledge that the inflation prov- uh, pressures that we've got right now remain elevated, but they're committed to kind of handling these inflation risks. 
And we've talked about this in the past, but the Fed has a dual mandate of maximum employment and price stability. And it's clear at this point that the Fed has to prioritize containing these inflationary risks or restoring price stability in the near term because we're at darn near full employment. We'll talk about the jobs report in a little bit, but kind of that's what we're faced with here. And so one of the things that helped this Wednesday was that Powell calmed some of the market's nerves by kind of pushing back against the the notion of more aggressive uh, rate increases over the last little while. I mean, equity and bond markets have been pricing in pretty aggressive rate hikes uh, in the in the next few months. And so the potential for the Fed to be less aggressive than markets were expecting, I think, was a welcome change. Or a welcome, uh, or a welcome improvement on the outlook of those increases. Um, so Powell really took the ba- the seventy five basis point, or the three quarters of a percent rate hike, off the table, and they said that it was something that the FOMC wasn't actively considering. And so that that helps out quite a bit. Now we continue to think the Fed is going to front load their rate hikes with another fifty basis point or half a percent rate hike in June, and then continue to raise rates by at least a quarter percent uh, each of the next three meetings before skipping the rate hike in December. Uh, that would land us at kind of the base case Fed fund rate at the end of the year at two and a quarter percent, which would which. I think, given the aggressive market expectations, would actually be a not a bad place to land. Now, there's always a possibility that they actually even pull that forward a little bit more. And instead of doing 25 basis points or quarter percent of the following three meetings, maybe they did a half of a percent and stop raising interest rates sooner. So perhaps they're not affecting the midterm election uh, that's coming up that is starting to get talked about now with some of these uh, primary elections going on. So that's where we landed. That's what went on this week on Wednesday. That was the news. It was the, oh, uh, the Fed isn't going total, totally bonkers, raising rates. They're going to stick with so far with what they've said and and see where we go. Um, th- that didn't kind of hold on Thursday. I think it's pretty clear at this point we are in a bear market, which means Big down days with some big up days sprinkled in between, uh, and this is kind of where we hunker down. Uh, and if we have cash on the sidelines, this is where you start getting serious and thinking to yourself, "Gosh, these are pretty attractive prices compared to the where they were six months ago." Regardless of what you're investing in, because frankly, investors are throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Everything's going down: the good, the bad, the ugly. It's all being sold, and so you know, make like Warren Buffett and maybe put some cash to work when markets are getting beaten up a little bit. Let's talk jobs, though, uh, because on Friday the 6th, as this is being posted, the U.S. economy added 428,000 jobs in April, matching job growth last month after revisions. So uh, we, I'll post to one of the LPL charts of the day in the show notes that's going to show that the three-month average gain dipped from the highs last year, and the softer jobs trend could be the start of the Fed's kind of Goldilocks scenario of cooling demand without that hard landing that we were talking about. Unemployment was essentially unchanged at 3.6%, and so we should dig a little bit deeper to see exactly what's going on inside this jobs report. And two categories expose the underlying drift in job creation. 
right? Two specific industries shed light on job market machinations, which is one subliminal message for the markets comes from the leisure and hospitality industry. Monthly job gains in this category actually slowed for the last five consecutive months. So excluding the volatility from the, from the COVID variants, the downward trend started actually last summer. And the other message in here is within the construction sector. Excluding the health-related distortion in January, monthly job gains in construction cooled from six months ago. Now, these sectors are particularly important because we're now seeing exceptionally high churn in the construction and leisure and hospitality sectors as workers start chasing higher paychecks. So from the earlier job openings and labor turnover survey, which is the JOLTS report, the labor market's extremely tight as quit rates are really high, which actually reveals that workers in many industries know they can likely get higher wages if they move from one firm to another. These categories might be a little bit misleading as an indicator of broader cooling, actually, in the job market. That's good news. We're starting to see these glimmers of good news in this job report. Uh, the Federal Reserve is actually likely to continue on projected on the projected tightening path, though, despite this jobs report, because the jobs gains in April were broad based. And with another good labor report, the FOMC can emphasize the imbalances to price stability over supporting labor markets. Remember when I said just a little bit earlier, there's a dual mandate for the Fed, price stability and full employment. And if we have a really tight labor market, we've got full employment. All they have to focus on is price stability. And that's what they're going to do, right? The accelerating pace of inflation is an obvious concern for committee members, and a tightening labor market adds fuel to that fire. So as job gains moderate and more people come into the workforce, we could see the unemployment rate actually increase, which would remove some of the tightness from the labor market. So again, we think another 50 basis point or half a percent increase in uh, in FOMC Fed fund rates in June, but... If the labor market starts to cool off, maybe we'll need to adjust some of our projections from then on. Um, one risk here in the jobs report is the lack of qualified applicants. The National Federation of Independent Business, the NFIB, revealed that in March, roughly half of small businesses across America have few or no qualified applicants for current job openings. Moreover, businesses are raising total compensation to attract and retain workers. So this is kind of a risk to the inflation outlook, if these imbalances remain and become really embedded in the economy, because then you you can't find people and you're having to pay out the nose uh, to have uh, employees that these these um, costs maybe weren't baked in to some of these businesses as recently as a year ago. Uh, but encouragingly, employment prospects are good, and a strong labor market will help offset the impact of rising borrowing costs, especially uh, for prospective buyers in the hot housing market that can help us a little bit as well. Um, I think one of the things that we might find with inflation is that as prices are going up, at some point, um, you're not going to be able to jump job to job to job for higher wages. And maybe some of the people who were on the sideline because of stimulus checks or childcare or whatever the reasons were that they weren't working, inflation might push those people who have fallen out of the workforce back into the workforce. Maybe the people who were feeling pretty flush because the market was really high or their housing um, 
or their home prices were high or they were borrowing against equity or they were doing whatever they were doing and maybe retiring a little bit early. Maybe they're finding their way back in the workforce uh, to help shore up their personal finances a little bit as well. So time's going to tell with this. Um, I would say the jobs report was neither too hot nor too cold, uh, which is helpful. I guess that it wasn't too hot, but um, we do need the, some things to cool off here. But I guess that's why we have the Federal Reserve cranking on interest rates. I'm going to leave it right there. Everybody have a good weekend. If you have questions about what's going on with interest rates, the Federal Reserve, the jobs report, or any of that other stuff, feel free to email us at info at FordFG.com. My name's Brian Ullman. I'll talk to you next week. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.